This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Do, da, dippity. You can go with this or you can go with that. All right, we've got uh, five playoff games this weekend. Then we've got the sixth on Monday night. And I, I'm most intrigued by that one because it's it's the GOATs. Who knows? It could be his last game. I think we've got to enter Monday thinking that. I mean, there's no guarantee. Um, a lot of people do think, and I think Doug Kazarian's got more on that coming up at uh, four. By the way, Jake, Doug would be pissed pissed at you if he saw our board right now if he saw our menu don't erase it um jake Cantu's in for tyler today and he's got his name written <laughs> as as doe doe kazarian d-o-u-g-h well sometimes i you know i'm, I'm that a shot? writing down the that callers a shot? Is that a shot looks no. like a freudian slip to me you know i, I might have someone named h and I might have typed it wrong. It was Doug. Or you would know, just I, taking a shot. I misclick. Doug, like me, he's he's got the doughy face. And Whoa. So, well, like, I, Whoa. For, take it from me, someone who's got the fellow doughy face. That doesn't make it any So, so when you write a name dough, that's... Do you think Doug feels any less bad about that? That you threw yourself into the same category that he's being thrown in? Like, does that make it? I didn't write dough out Was there. that a softer? Yeah, I know, but you said, like me, Doug's got a doughy face. <laughs> Why don't you just say Doug's got a doughy face? You don't have to throw yourself uh, yeah, in there. I'm a, I'm or fellow, throw me in there. I'm a fellow dough. I'm a fellow dough boy. But that may not make Doug feel any better. Just because you got a fat face doesn't mean that calling him, he's got a fat face. Pat Boyle and I were talking about this at dinner when we were out. Uh, all, all six of us were out. Uh, you, me... Pat Boyle and our wives. Yes. We were all talking about this, and we were talking about our eating habits, and we are like, that goes right to our face. There's some who eat, and it goes right to the gut. Me, goes right to the boobs, goes right to the neck and the face. You, you get the wine belly. That's where yeah. you're getting it in your older age. Right here. Yeah, you get right it there. Here. Right here. Me? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Here. Maybe you can do some... I don't think your face is fat, but... Uh... The old, the old neck. The old line. Put that does this old jacket neck make th- me look fat? No, your face does. Yeah. I think, do some neck. Can't you do some neck exercises? Do the old neck thing? Yeah, do when that. You, Get one of those big things that they used to do back in the day that were absolutely horrible for your neck. We had one of those in high school. And then you'd throw like the 35-pound weight into it. You'd be like, there's no chance that was good for you. No way. Like, Cap still doing videos of deadlifts. Like, I wouldn't do a deadlift if you were paying me to do deadlifts. I actually hurt my back going to the bathroom yesterday. What do you mean? I just hurt my back. I felt a strain trying to go to the bathroom. Like you, you were actually going to the bathroom in the yes. middle. Going. I'm, I'm ashamed to say this. I've got. I've done a really nice job staying committed. I'm going to get more fit this year. I'm not doing that stupid dry January garbage. But like, I'm eating better and I'm working out every day and I stretch every day and I run every day. Waddle has compared dry January to sweetest day. It's made up. <laughs> like, I, what are you doing? You're trying to... I'm going to give you a Sweetest Day card because I'm really... You know what? I'm into you and I'm going to treat you right. And it, it's a made-up holiday. It's a made-up card. Just be nice to your significant other on a daily basis. And there's no need for Sweetest Day. If you control your drinking throughout, 
there's no need for you to give in to dry January. It's so uh, the people who do dry January, you're saying they just binge harder in the other 11 months? Well, I, the people that I know that have gone, hey, I got a dry January. Like my, I think my buddy John Whalen did it one time. Shout out to John. And like for the final two weeks of January, I can remember him just saying, oh, I can't wait to drink in, ju- in February. We start drinking now. Right. That's the point. It's not Lent. It's exactly. <laughs> That's my point. Like, I don't get it. I'm just like, it doesn't, it does, I don't know. If you want to do it, fine. Like, listen, if you got a problem and you need to lay off the, 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 the booze, then do it. Right, but the concept right, right. of, if you have a, oh, I'm going to get myself back in good shape by February. going dry January. And then in February, I'm going to blow this. February 1st. Blow this thing out. Nine beers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got an idea. If you're going to do... Jan- or February 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Ten beers a day for seven days. What is it? That's 70 beers. How about this? How about you just have like one a day throughout January? Or two. One every other day. Or a couple on the week. You should do like soda for drinkers. You sure. know how cap... You should yeah. open... We should- Why don't we do this? Okay. Let's go in business. What do we call it? Stay- that's state of the art. What do we do? Well, what can we do? What would our acronym be? Um, Dota? What Dota? can we do? Dota? Drunk of the art? <laughs> I don't know. I'll fi- you know what? I'll, I'll workshop it. <laughs> we we'll get, spitball well, it. You would be the consultant. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, look, you don't need to starve yourself from alcohol for well, the full you know, I was going to have just, a glass of wine with dinner. Just, My wife made a great dinner. I was going to have a glass of red need. wine. But you know what? I can't because I'm having a dry January. But when February gets here, oh, look out. I'm getting drunk. Yeah. Now, tell me, how did you hurt yourself, though? I'm I was t- sitting down and I actually... Actually, felt like I, I had a twinge and behind my right hip. We wanna like from straining too hard. Just, just normal bodily function. I was ow. Yeah, I got a little twinge behind my right hip. I think the marketing ploy is to call it wet instead of it's the antithesis of dry January. Okay. No. We. I don't know uh, if you need something wet. It sounds a little weird. But I think we could. No, like I, I said, we could workshop it. No dry January for us. Now, and we know how you feel about the word moist. I don't have a problem with it. Everyone in my house does. Like, it's words not really allowed in the house. My wife and daughters, that's not a word that they, for whatever reason, it just doesn't resonate with them. It's, it makes them cringe. Listen, you, everyone's got their own, you know. So, okay, so but, but getting back to the, you're sitting on the toilet, yeah. you're just, you didn't strain extra hard, but you no. pulled the muscle in your back. Just kind of, yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And are you sore today? Uh, no, it's better, but it's like, have you ever had like a little twinge, like, especially after you've worked out a ton? Like, then you just start to get a, a you start to get pains in areas that you just, because you're, you're asking your body to do stuff that you haven't asked it to do for a while. Thankfully, that I have not. I've experienced the cough strain. Okay. Like remember Same when thing. We, Sneeze. We, we mentioned Sammy. I remember when yeah. Sammy pulled the muscle in his back, coughing or sneezing. Yeah. We all laughed. And then you get yeah. older, and then you stop laughing at that sort of okay, stuff. Okay, like I would I have ask. not had a bathroom pull, muscle pull. Okay, think about it, though. And I don't mean to be graphic or gross on a Friday. But if you can pull a muscle sneezing... Why couldn't you pull a back muscle or something or just tweak something going to the bathroom? Because it's not that, like, a, a cough or a sneeze can be violent. Well, but what if, it's, what if it's not a violent sneeze? Then you shouldn't pull a muscle. Well, some people do. 
if your body's just kind of not in right shape. I'm fine now. I'm going to be good. Good. Yeah, I'm not. It doesn't. It's not going to keep me from working I'm, out. I'm shocked you shared this with everybody. Why? That's good. I mean, it's like, listen, I didn't need someone to come and help me off the bowl. It was just like it was kind of. It was weird. Kara, can, can you come get me? Help. Need a life listen, alert. Listen, listen, <laughs> that, listen. That day's coming. It just isn't. It hasn't arrived just yet. Can't get up off the ball. Yeah, that day's coming. Trust me. It just it isn't here yet. You watch. It'll get you too some point. <laughs> Brian in Kenosha. What, Brian? You have a slogan for the new uh, drinking idea. Hey guys, listen. Just bring me out of the marketing department right now because yeah, I'm here it. for you. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Tad. T-A-D, the art of drinking, and our slogan is, let me give you a tad bit of advice. Oh, I like it. Look at you. Leader in the clubhouse. Well, yeah. you're the first, but you're also the leader in the clubhouse. That's very good, Brian. Tad. Yes. That's I'm here a, for you guys. That's I'm, good. Good. I'm, employ- I'm employing the Tad uh, approach. Tad, uh, Brian, I'm going to give you a, uh, a Connie's frozen pizza. Hold on, okay? Got you, buddy. Hold on. Thank I you. like it. But get the, they're on special right now at Mariano's. I already forgot. What did Tad stand for? Um, the uh, art of drinking. The art, the art of, of drinking. drinking. Yeah. Listen, it's getting you too. Eh? Yeah. It's getting you. The art of drinking. Art of a drinking. tad bit of advice. Yeah. Instead of going dry all January, yeah. look, you just have a drink with with dinner. That way, when February comes, you're not binging. I got another one for you. Jag. <laughs> just a glass. That's good too. <laughs> the jag approach. It's good. No, no, no. Just it's, a glass. No. It's um, the uh, it's still we still go with Ted, but it's the Jag method. Jag method. Just okay. a glass. Just yes. a glass. The Jag Tad method. The Tad. It, it's called Tad, where tad. we employ the Jag, the jag method. method. Exactly. Yes. There you go, Mallor. <laughs> That's right. Just a glass is all it is. We need to open. We could we could make a lot of money of doing. Of course you this. could. And then you get like uh, you get a uh, you get. Like one-on-one consultations with Tom Waddle. You could do this while you're driving home. What happens in February when you need to dry out after two weeks? Instead, play the long game. Don't play the short game. Don't chop this thing up. Don't take dry dry January. And then I'm going to turn it back on in February. How about we just do all of this in moderation throughout the course of the year? Use the JAG method. (laughs) Be on the JAG team. I'm on the JAG team. There you all, all, year we long. all are. All year long. All year long. <laughs> year round, I'm a Jack team member. All the way around. All the way around. <laughs> Just a glass. This is great. Um, can I play you a little Paul Allen here? Of course. Uh, Paul Allen was on with us yesterday. He's the voice of the Vikings. He has a game to call this weekend against the Giants. It's Sunday. He always has time for us. He does a great show on KFAN in Minneapolis. Um, he knows Kevin Warren well. Kevin Warren used to be the chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings. He's the former commissioner of the Big Ten. He is now the president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. This was his testimonial of why he loves Kevin Warren. Kevin and I were and are very close. When when he was chief operating officer for the Vikings, you know, we just we we just had a lot of situations, mostly my situations where where he kind of helped me through like, you know, I'll never forget a few years ago, man. Uh, when uh, when my son was graduating from high school and, you know, I was on a bus, you know, heading to the airport to fly to a road game. And, you know, he heard me having a conversation with my son, Derek, about a couple of schools and then the problems that we were having, you know, like getting there and touring and stuff. And, you know, Ke- Kevin was like, 
you know, I didn't, I don't mean to be intruding on your conversation here, my man, but, uh, you know, have you considered Grand Canyon University, you know, where Kevin went to school? So uh, a few weeks later, my son was down there. He got a full tour from it. Kevin set the whole thing up. And uh, that's kind of a metaphor or kind of a perfect example on one side of it with exactly who Kevin Warren is, is if he notices that there is something perplexing or something that needs to be fixed or something he can fix, not only does he fix it, he fixes it at the very highest level. He spares no expense. And, and the kindness will just come, it'll just come gushing out of his heart. Now, now Kevin's very meticulous and uh, Kevin's also very patient. So, you know, there may be some things where people think it's going to be like two, three, four weeks, and it may be two months or three months, but when it's done, whatever it is, it's going to be immaculate. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's absolutely one of the most efficient and meticulous and um, and trustworthy friends slash bosses for whom I've ever worked. And, and I'm really happy for him, and I'm really happy for the Bears. I like the way he told the story, because it was yeah. a personal story, but it was the way that he does business in general, his meticulous nature, that he's going to get it done, and he's going to get it done in the long run. And one thing he did get done, of course, in Minneapolis, and this is the perfect timing for the Bears, is building the stadium. And uh, he told the story about what makes U.S. Bank Stadium great. We've all heard this, that it's one of the greatest stadiums in the National Football League. We all want that for Arlington Heights. So we asked Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, what makes U.S. Bank Stadium great? Being the broadcaster honestly has nothing to do with it, you know, because I go to all these stadiums and like Soldier Field, you know, the first game I called in my career was in Champaign, Illinois in 2002 <laughs> with uh, Mr. Bubble Screen, Jim Miller throwing passes to David Terrell, beating us in overtime. You know, so so that was when Soldier Field was being remodeled. All right, well, being a football fan from back in the Washington, D.C. days, well, I remember Brent Musburger, you are looking alive at Soldier Field and the columns and the colonnades and, and the immortality. It was unbelievable. You know, then I get there the first year, and it looks like a spaceship. So it's just, it's not like the, the most aesthetically pleasing thing I've ever seen in my life. But from a broadcasting game calling standpoint where they have us, it's phenomenal. So I'm able to pick the good and the bad from every stadium, including U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, you know, the, the innovative nature of the pivoting doors that we have on the west side of the building. So for the preseason games and really September and October games, those doors open. And it's just wonderful inside with like, natural air and natural light and stuff like that. Uh, the concourses are super wide. The color scheme is beautiful. And they just, you know, maybe Kevin had, had something to do with all these details or not, but it's detail-oriented, where, you know, from, from how they did the Wi-Fi, where it's constantly strong, no matter if a million people are on their phones. And, um, and, and just like nuance like that, and, and you know, how the suite areas were designed and we got this purple club, uh, in the, uh, west on the West side of the stadium. Well, that, you know, is intricate in its own nature. So there are nooks and crannies to the stadium that, that I just haven't seen with other stadiums. I was at SoFi last year when we uh, played the LA chargers and that's a new stadium. And, and we got bells and whistles there, you know, where Hollywood park used to be, where I used to work at Hollywood park right off Manchester. And when I went into SoFi, I'm not going to say I was underwhelmed because there are things with SoFi that are cool, but I was just blown away when I heard, I mean, it was hot when we were there and I was like sweating 
And then I learned they don't have air conditioning. And I'm like, how do you not have air conditioning in a stadium of this magnitude? And I don't care that it's Southern California, you know, and I'm like sitting there sweating and, and I'm like, I know you got dispensaries around here, but you know, I didn't know you grew hydroponic humans because that's, that's kind of how I feel right now. So like, I think that's a miss with SoFi and, and with us bank stadium, it's, it's just beautiful, man. I, you know, with the United center, um, you know, I can't exactly remember how that goes, but like us bank stadium, because the footprint is small and I'm not sure what the Arlington Heights situation would be. And, you know, God rest the horse racing soul of Arlington international and, um, and everything that went into that wonderful racetrack. But nevertheless, the seats at us bank stadium, they almost go straight up. It's not super far back. So even if you're in the very top level, you're still kind of overlooking things. And, and that was a detail that needed to happen, and it happened. The entire interview on the ESPN Chicago app, we talked to him for a good 25 minutes. Yeah, Paul's great. And, and yes, he is. Uh, Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Much more on Kevin Warren, the CEO and president of the Bears, and uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. I, you know, I mentioned this yesterday, but it's just think about the the legitimacy and the cachet and all that it, that comes with having Kevin Warren now as your president and CEO. As I mentioned, walking through the you know, the ownership meetings or the front office meetings, the NFL meetings, like you just, I think the NFL world, the other thirty one teams will look at the Bears differently going forward because yeah. there is a new vision and there's somebody outside of the family or outside of the extended family, basically, that is now in charge of all of these decisions. I think that's what Andy wants to talk to us about. Andy in Hanover Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Andy? Oh, perfect. Uh, great segue, great interview. I heard the whole thing last night, but I'm struggling to get excited about the product on the field. They hired him last year. If Phillips would have retired early, great. He chooses coach and GM. Stadium, cool, but I watch most of the games at home. How does he make the team better? It sounds like he's going to let Poles do his thing, and that's really what this hinges on until four years down the road when he hires the next guy. <laughs> Poles has to be good. Yeah, look, it's still. I don't think anything really has changed with the roster with Warren in the immediate future other than Poles has to be really good at his job. It's up to it, – like he is – like Ryan Poles is a better sounding board inside the building instead of Ted Phillips and George McCaskey. And these decisions, Andy, are still all going to be made by the same guys. So ultimately, you know, this team on the field would either thrill you or depress you based on the decisions that are made by Ryan Poles and the people that work with and for him. Not necessarily because of the addition of Kevin Warren, at least early on. So well, I'm still excited. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I think I think you, there's there's the as they say there's the micro and the macro. You know, the the macro is is businesses are going to be done different up at Hollis Hall now. You're going to build a stadium. You want to build a stadium? Well, we just hired someone who's done that before. Somebody that has. I also read a record uh, or read an article where, like, the Minnesota Vikings before the arrival, obviously of 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 Kevin Warren, from a revenue production standpoint, they were like bottom, you know, bottom five or 10 in the league. And when he was done with the Minnesota Vikings, they were top 10. Yeah. So like he's there to help create revenue streams that ultimately the money can be used to upgrade your product on a number of different levels. So, um, 
there's nothing bad about adding. It's all good adding Kevin Warren. If you're asking whether or not he'll be somebody that can sit in a room and break down tape of, you know, the the outside linebackers for the upcoming draft. No, that's not his role. You're right. Like I've always said, it starts at the top. There's always that old um, saying: uh, the fish ha- the fish rots from the head down. Like. The, the Bears have been bad because of its leadership from the head, from the top. And to me, now that you're employing a better leadership structure, a better person to lead the organization, it will take time, but it should affect the entire building yeah. structure all the way through over the next several years. I, I agree. Believe. Totally yeah. agree. And again, but the most, I said this yesterday, I'll repeat it today. The most important person in that building for the in here the and now, right. and the right now, is Ryan Poles. Right. I want to get to Jeff in Lamont. He's been very patient. Jeff, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, guys. How are we doing? Wild Sylvie. Love Good. the show. Love Thank all you. the ESPN hosts. Um, number one, the new stadium, I think, is a priority. Um, Number two, Waddle, I'm a chiropractor, so I feel your pain there, right? Um, So, yeah, sometimes you just do the simplest thing, and it's like the final straw. Have you had any trauma to your back or spine or body at all? Uh, No, not recently. (laughs) Just doing exercises that I haven't done in a while, so there's just some uh, lack of familiarity. My body's barking at me. Gotcha, buddy. All right, two things. Number one, I grew up in Lamont, but I'm a Colts fan. My dad loved Johnny Unitas, and I kind of followed suit, so... I just, I'm going to be very angry if the Colts trade up to the Bears and give up two number ones and two number twos. It makes no sense when you got three great quarterbacks that we're going to get at four. Well, you know, the you, Colts. who's at two? Uh, Houston's going to get a quarterback. Somebody right. may jump you at three or jump you at one. I mean, if somebody jumps you to, to take the Bears pick, quarterback gone. The Dex, Texans are going to take a quarterback. I don't know if you're going to have that quarterback available if you sit and wait, Jeff. I mean, you got Stroud, Young, and Levis. Even Richardson's a good quarterback. But we have so many holes, I can't see giving up two ones and two twos to move up a couple spots. I, I don't know. It just, is that the I, price? I, 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 haven't heard, I haven't heard what the price is going to be for, for that actual, that move. Yeah. I think the Bears should trade. They, they have holes like the Colts do, but Colts can't give up four top picks. I don't know. I, I know everybody's like Jeff. This is why you should be concerned because your franchise has shown that the at times the owner can be what's the correct word impetuous, or he can do things on a whim or emotionally that may or may not make sense. The hiring of Jeff Saturday in the middle of the year after firing Frank Reich didn't make a ton of sense. Chris Ballard has told you that he'll move heaven and earth to get the right quarterback, whether that's in a trade right. for David Carr or dra- uh, Derek Carr or drafting. So there, the groundwork has been laid that this this owner will sign off on some less than normal behavior. So maybe 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 that's what you should be concerned with that there's some desperation in indianapolis three one two three three two three seven seven six if you want to talk to us waddles world's coming up we've got a florida or ohio for you today doug kazarian's gonna make you money at four he's really good at that so we've got a lot to do it's all coming up next 
This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Waddles World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. There's some baseball news today, right? Isn't Jesse going to join us today, too, maybe? Yeah, so we're efforting. uh, It's either it's Jesse or Jed. It's Jay or Jay. So Jesse is efforting Jed. If we don't get Jed, we get Jesse. Okay. Jed or Jesse. Excellent. And, and like, that's no consolation prize. Absolutely not. Jesse will uh, give us the news then after Jed speaks if Jed's unable to do a one-on-one. We actually had a conversation about if not Jed, is there any other players that maybe we would want to speak with? And I actually put my hand up in the meeting and said, I'd rather talk to Jesse. We'll talk to players when we go to spring training. Are we going to spring training? Uh, I hope so. Okay. I, I hope so. Um... By the way, Jesse was wearing a beautiful Enzo suit. He was, yeah. He looked good today. The, my, the best suit I own is an Enzo suit. I got to get back there. Yeah, absolutely. That was pre-pandemic. Are they on Michigan Avenue? Yes. Yeah. They got a beautiful view. I like the second or third floor. They also have nice suits. Well, I, I know that. I think you said that. But I do believe also that they're they're wonderfully very they're located in a very convenient location. No, it's great because then they'll get you a cup of coffee. Like yeah. it's, it's not a nice like, setup. Yes, like it's, yeah. it's, it's it's shopping in comfort. Yes, they're not bringing in other. They're they're making custom suits. That's what they do. Get the Jesse. Hey, Just go in and ask hey, for the Jesse. Take a look at my Enzo. Yeah, he's going to uh, Bulls Warriors on Sunday too. He and uh, Steve Kerr. Good friends. They're very good friends. Yeah. That's great. Uh, there was some baseball news, right? Uh, if I saw correctly, because I don't have the exact information in front of me, I believe that Lucas Giolito uh, signed a one-year $10.4 million contract to avoid arbitration. Do you remember last year when there was all, it was even contentious between the two sides over... When like it was like seventy seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say like a hundred thousand. Yeah, was, I, and I think Lucas had more leverage or more of a beef then, a legitimate one than this year. Yeah, because he was coming even, off a better year. It's not even worth it. Totally, like, like, totally agree. Now. Like, like, totally agree. The White Sox need to benefit from him getting his, you know what, together. He needs to benefit from getting his, you know what, together. Who else signed to? to uh, I saw Nico Horner, I think, uh, yep. signed himself a little deal there so that he avoids arbitration as well. About two mil and change. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a good I, year this year. I think they want to, I, I think they would like to work something out long term with him. Yeah. Uh, that's someone that they, again, that's something they've done poorly. Je, Jed and Theo did a poor job of being able to extend guys that they identified. I think Hendricks was really the only guy they they got a deal done, and it's why they had to get rid of a lot of their players. Yes. Did I also hear Carm was saying that Dylan C signed a deal as well to avoid arbitration? No. He says he's going to cash it. Oh, he's going yeah, to cash it. Yeah, I think Carm okay. was saying yeah, that's where that. 
So what is he expecting to sign? Like he he made what seven hundred grand this year? Is that what Carm said? I think that's what Carmen said. And then like he is this his first year of Arb? Meller, I turn to you for that information. Well, I, I believe it is. Uh, I'm just trying to. I want to double check just to. But I think it is. Yeah, yeah. This is his first year of being arbitration. Eligible. I would think he'd get a nice, uh, nice little payday. I would think, think so. Although yeah. the one thing is, first year Arb, still very team friendly deal. Yeah. Oh no. For doubt. what Dylan Cease yeah. gave you last right. year. Yes. And then uh, this just crossed uh, recently. Trevor Bauer is officially a free agent after clearing waivers. Yeah, they they let him go yesterday, right? And then they give teams the avail, avail or the ability to, to claim him, and then they still owe him a bunch of money, right? Oh yeah, it was guaranteed. Yeah, but and, someone could now sign him if you want to sign him for yep, a minimum. Doesn't, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a ton of suitors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I told you earlier, Sean McVay says he's staying as the Rams coach. Uh, decision comes days after he said in an end-of-season news conference that he would be taking the appropriate amount of time to make a decision on his future. And then there was the story, too, about how he was letting his assistant coaches kind of go interview right. with other places. Now, he can't stop them from taking jobs that are advances in their careers, but he could if you were looking to interview. I'm the wide receiver coach for the Los Angeles Rams. I don't, unless I get permission, I don't have the capacity to go interview for the wide receivers coach, coaching job at Denver. I have to have the existing organization's permission right. to do that. So he's coming back, which is what I thought he was going to do. But uh, he's coming back. Uh, did you see this? Uh, I'll give you some more football news instead. Packers. Will, will we get the Rodgers news soon, or is he going to draw that out all offseason? Well, I... I think that one will be drawn on, drawn out. I saw a graphic on ESPN above your head earlier. The least amount of dead money against the Packers is, a, I believe, a post-June 1 trade where he would still be on their books for like $15 million. If he retires, it's like 50, $53 million. If they trade him before June 1st, which they wouldn't do, you can trade him and designate for... I would assume, or you would do it later, or you could devise it in some manner. It's like $60 million or something crazy like that. But anyway, uh, Goody spoke today. Uh, their GM, I don't even dare, even years into, try and pronounce his name, because I'd probably giggle like a kid. Uh, not ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers general manager said that he was. Uh, it was not the case, that at this point, five days after his team ended the season with an 8-9 record and missed the playoffs, um, said that he wasn't ready to tell Aaron Rodgers that they are willing and wanting to move on from him. If we were, sure, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. 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 Goody. Absolutely. Goody said during a 30-minute news conference, you've got to be honest with him. You know what I mean. I think he deserves that if we get to that point. We're not at that point. Yeah, I mean, Take like, it for what it is. They be, don't want to move that on. That would be news if he would have said, we are ready to move on from Rodgers. Well, what are I they going to say? Well, the point is, too, is, is if this was going to be the case, I don't know why Rodgers would enter into an agreement, I guess because it gave him tremendous flexibility or, or power or leverage. I mean, he holds all the, the majority of the cards, right? And, yes. and does he have, I don't even know, does he have a, a trade clause in his contract? I would assume that he would have input on where they were going to send him if they were going to send him. So... I still, my money's on Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay next year. That's where my money is. I don't have a lot of money, and I wouldn't put it on anything stupid like that. But if I was to put money down, it would be And, and then be if there. he does come back, does Jordan Love get traded? 
It's a good question. They got you. some decisions to make, but yeah, yeah, good question for you over there. I've had a good. We both have had a good week. Oh, I saw that, yeah, pumping your fist when you got a good question. Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, unanimous AP All Pro selections. We had the players' votes uh, yesterday, the day before, and now this is the uh, the AP, the Associated Press, twenty twenty two NFL All Pro team. Uh, Roquan made this one as well, along that? with Matt Milano and Fred Warner. Roquan's been Roquan's had a great he's had week. himself a great couple of months. There's no question. Well, he's had a great week. He when, has, was this the week where he got the deal too? Yes, yeah. he got the deal, and he's gotten two pro all pro vote uh, yes. teams. Uh, he, and he got I, the deal I, he wanted. He got too. the deal yeah. he wanted. Yes, he's reset the market for off ball uh, linebackers. I'm happy for him. I still, at this point, I'm still, there's not a, a bone in my body or a, yeah. a thought going through my brain about how, oh my gosh, I can't believe the Bears did that. Nope. It's win-win, I think. It, it, it's win for Roquan, and I'm happy for Roquan, and I'm fine where the Bears are at that position my, um, and mon- monetarily. Yes, I'm with you. Micah Parsons was acknowledged and re- uh, recognized in the AP All-Pro Voting, he is listed with uh, Bosa as the All-Pro uh, edge rusher. Is it Joey or Nick? Nick, uh, Nick. Yeah, I always forget. Uh, played Joe. with their father John at BC, but I always mess up his kids. Joey's the older one on the Chargers, not quite as good as the younger, better Nick Bosa, I think. Um, and also, I think this was, and Meller and I were having this conversation a little bit earlier. Quinnen Williams from the Jets got the the honor above Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, better player. Aaron Donald did not play a ton of games he this only, year. Well, he, still, he played 11, but still, I think that kind of disqualifies you from Quentin being an all-pro. Quentin Williams deserved the recognition. Uh, by the way, uh, Bosa led the NFL with 18 and a half sacks. Good for him. And also, I thought the other thing was uh, kick returner, Green Bay kick returner, Keyshawn Nixon, got the all-pro recognition from the AP, whereas it was given to Cordero Patterson by the players. Nixon, I believe, was significantly more more uh, deserving of the award. Mike Williams out two to three weeks. Uh, will not play, as we told you, in their playoff game against the Jags. Chargers wide receiver does have a small fracture in his back. Uh, Daniel Jones is seeking Eli Manning's advice about uh, the playoff games. Talk to Eli. I'm sure he's got some, some good thoughts. Is that Eli's Yeah, go win. out there and win. Uh, Juan Soto, how about this, reached a uh, $23 million deal with the Padres to avoid arbitration. Is that the highest? I know that, that Chris Bryant did something similar like this several years ago before he signed the big deal, didn't he? Correct, but I don't think it, no, I didn't know. Ta- Shohei, oh, Tani 30 million. Broke it, yeah. There you go. Shohei with a $30 million deal this winter for the largest ever salary for an arbitration eligible player. Soto's still only 24. Mm-hmm. Is this a, is this the last year, last year of control for Sandy for uh, the the Padres? Mm. I think it's one. Is it? I or does he have one more? I thought it was one more, but okay. maybe I'm wrong. Soto is in his third year of arbitration, as he was one of a handful of so-called super twos. Uh, if that clears up anything for you, and uh, all AAA ballparks to use electronic strike zone in 2023. We're, we're getting closer, Waddle. The electronic closer. strike zone will be used in all 30 Class A uh, AAA parks in 2023, according to ESPN. Similarly, another significant step towards the implementation of technology, uh, such technology at the big league level. 
Let's uh, do this. When is it going to be? When do you believe it'll be put into well, place? I, I bet if it's successful in AAA this year, maybe next year. Don't you? I would think would, so. Would I mean, what are the... I, I thought that they got all the kinks out. They, they worked out all of the flaws and all the other stuff. So we'll see. We'll see if it goes smoothly. A lot of the stuff that has played out at the AAA level is now being implemented yes. at the major league level, which is the way it should be done. All right, when we come back, I got a little Florida or Ohio for you. I have a zoo story for you, and if I have time, uh, I also got something for you about uh, sports cars and small penises. <laughs> that we should start a new segment called Sports Cars and Small Penises. That's next. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. That's right. It's Florida or Ohio. It is brought to you by our great friends and partners in 19 Crimes Wine. I drank a bottle last night. Good for you. No dry January for you, mister. No, no, no. Had the 19 Crimes Pally Red last night. Uh, 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Pick up a bottle today. Wherever you buy your wine and live infamously on your own terms. Jake is in for Tyler today. What do you got, Jake? All right, boys. Suspect caught with suitcase full of meat. Arrested for the 70th time. 70th time? 70th time. Suitcase full of meat. What's wrong with having a suitcase full of meat? Was it stolen? Uh, Stolen suitcase full of meat. Okay, stolen. Okay. Because it's just carrying around a case of meat if it's yours and it's not right, stolen. It's right. fine. It may stink after a while, but... Stolen suitcase of meat. Okay. Like there's no details? That's it? Yeah, that's it. No, you, what was, more do you need? Yeah, what more do you... No, Why? he was, stealing, he was Where, doing it from a grocery store. They caught him outside. Uh, he had packed, uh, I guess, a lot of the stolen meat in a shopping cart okay. as well. But ran off with the, the the suitcase. Suitcase full of and meat. And that was his prized possession, the suitcase full of meat. Uh, can I get a, uh, which grocery store maybe? Oh, no, no, no. no I'm just like asking. That. No, 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 no. The devil's in the detail. Exactly. That's, you're asking for clues. Since well, we're asking we... for the story. Listen, this is what I just got. A man with a what suitcase full of meat was arrested outside a grocery store. I mean, it's a multiple choice question here. It's Florida or Ohio. How many more details do you boys need? You want me to go first? This feels like an Ohio, uh, you know, this is Ohio. I was leaning that way too. Ohio Mallory. Beef Council all over it. Give me uh, the Ohio Beef the, the Council. Ohio Beef Council. Absolutely. Are we sitting outside of Kroger in Loveland, Ohio? Probably. Resting guys with a big suitcase full of meat. What kind of meat was in the uh, was in the suitcase? Just meat. Just me. Just me. Jake came. And supposedly he was going to play our game. He was selling it to restaurants at half the price. So that is why he was stealing it. Well, that's, you know what? That's being a businessman. Definitely Cincinnati. Entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. I'll go Cincinnati. Yeah. You know what? I think uh, all the places down in Florida, they're doing fishing. They're, 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 they're wheeling and dealing. They do. They do. 
I know there there are steaks there, but they're more dealing with fish. The fresh it's fish the, of Florida. The, it's the Wait fish state, right? So, it's so, the fish state. It's not the meat state. So it's the fish state. So I am going, yes. I'm okay. going with the landlocked state of Ohio. So we're clean sleeping in Ohio? I don't think we've ever done that yes, before. Yes, we, we, we are all going yeah. Ohio. Uh, with a good meth story, we definitely all go to Ohio. Suspect full of meat was caught in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. We're in Ohio. Can you at least now tell me that? What city? South Euclid, Ohio. Euclid, that's Cleveland. That's a uh, Cleveland uh, uh, suburb. Okay. You got a big, big bag of meat. I try to go for the punchline, no, no, Waddle. No, big, that's it. Big suitcase. Big, well, I mean, suitcase. Big, bag. big bag. Big suitcase. Big bag. Like when I say, hey, did you check your bag? It's a suitcase at the airport, but it's a bag. I can do that. Here's a big bag of meat for you. Uh, listen up. Study finds a possible link between uh, lads who drive sports cars and small penises. <laughs> Isn't that always been the, the thinking? It's a compensation factor. I drive a Jeep. No, no, but haven't you I know heard I'm that? Ju- I, yeah, I'm just saying. I Just for the record, I drive a Jeep. That I, it's a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Who's got the sportsiest sports car at the station? <laughs> that I don't know, but... Psychologists have finally attempted to prove what many of us have all assumed, including Sylvie, for so long. That having small penis size correlates owning a sports car. A team from the Department of Experimental Psychology from the University College of London surveyed 200 men aged 18 to 74 to ask the eternal question. The question being if there's any truth to the cliche that a man driving an expensive sports car is compensating for his male inadequacy. And, well, they have found something. The crew at University College London reckon that they have confirmed a casual psychological link between fast cars and small penises Line for the up first here. time. We want to measure. In this experiment, we manipulated what men believed about their own penis size relative to others. The study entitled Small Penises and Fast Cars, Evidence for a Psychological Link... That's the that's how the study is titled reads. We gave them false information, starting that the average penis size was larger than it in fact is reasoning that on average, these males would feel that relatively and subjectively their own penis was smaller. They then asked men a series of questions about different products and how they made them feel, including how much they would like to own a sports car. And per the study. These facts and questions were buried amongst other items, giving information and asking for product ratings so that our hypothesis was masked from participants. Don't we have bigger things to research? We found that males and males over 30 in particular rated sports cars as more desirable when they were made to feel that they had a small penis. Again, interesting, however, what is important is that this study hasn't yet been peer reviewed, according to a certain publication. And even the author admits these results raise intriguing questions for future research. I, I, I asked the question, don't we have better things to do with our dollars with uh, research? We may, but I hope that they don't go that direction. So I still have stories to bring to you every day. Uh, speaking of dollars, uh, Doug Kazarian would like to win you some money. I thank goodness you went that direction. Um, he has been red hot all football season. And he will give you his plays of the weekend for the NFL playoffs. So we pre- preview it all coming up next.